Thank you for listening to this message from Capital Worship Center. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Cyber Wednesday. Really glad to be with you this week. The purpose of Cyber Wednesday is to encourage you as you walk out this life in fellowship with the Lord, fulfilling his purposes in this earth to establish his kingdom. When Jesus taught us to pray, right? Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So as we carry out this mandate to establish his kingdom here in this earth, I pray that today's message will just encourage you, support you, strengthen you, not only as you walk out this purpose that the Lord has called you to, but that it will encourage you as we walk this out together as a family. So thank you for being here. As always, please let us know where you're watching from. Uh, this, this is available on multiple platforms. As we seek to get this message out to you in every way possible, in the ways in which you love to connect uh, with this message. And so let's get started today. You know, over the last uh, couple of days, what I've been really understanding and hearing from the Lord was this uh, just a a renewed message of of my people have a hope deferred. Um, Not really sure what it is about this time of year, specifically when we start coming into the end of May, beginning of the summer months. But I've noticed over a lifetime, what feels like a lifetime of ministry, is that people tend to fall into a little bit of a spiritual rut when we come to this time of year. And so as I was leaning into the Lord and spending time with Him in the quiet of the morning, hope deferred uh, came came into my spirit. You know, the Psalms tell us that, that hope deferred makes the heart sick. But it goes on to say, but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. And so my prayer today is that as we, as we explore some things that the Lord has been sharing with me, that we would move from you having a hope deferred to a desire fulfilled in your life. Because fulfillment, fulfillment is really the key to joy in this life. You know, it was a couple years ago that I heard, uh, uh, I heard Papa Israel talk about this, we were, um, I believe, in Tennessee. And he was talking about the difference between success and fulfillment. And I'll share a little bit more about that later. But what I really want to talk to you about today is something that has been just stirring in me actually for quite some time. And then having this word of the Lord come to me about a hope deferred, I believe that this is a, a timely message. So what I want to talk to you today about is the stewardship of success stewardship of success. We often hear um, when people are, are sharing um, you know, this, this verse from Matthew 6, 33, it goes, it goes around a lot. We always talk about it, right? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And I think that we hear that verse, but is it, is it possible that we hear that verse so much that what happens is we end up becoming too familiar with it? Right? Have you really taken the time to slow down and to meditate on these words that Jesus spoke? He, he, he began, before sharing this verse, he was sharing with the people who were listening to not really chase after or to worry about things that are secondary in nature, right? 
don't worry about what you're gonna eat or drink or what you're gonna wear. Don't don't worry about these things. You seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I think there's a stewardship in here that we need to understand. First of all, we get the kingdom part. We get to seek the first the kingdom. And I and I do pray that the message of the kingdom is alive and thriving in you and in your family today. But the verse says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And I think that this is super crucial to make sure that we understand them together. Jesus put them together. So let's make sure that we understand them together as well. Yes, you are called to seek first the kingdom of God. Yes, God has called you righteous. He's called you righteous. Righteousness is one of those things where we need to understand it, not from a place of performance, but from a place of placement. Why are you righteous? Well, you're righteous because you were declared righteous, right? Uh, Romans 3.22 tells us that, and 2 Corinthians 5 tells us that. You know, getting to the place where we are reminding ourselves, declaring to ourselves that we are the righteousness of God. This has literally been declared over us. Um, Paul wrote in, in his letter to the, the Philippian church, I believe it's in Philippians 3, um, that um, that we would be found in him, not having, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. And so when we have a right, uh, right understanding of righteousness and we put it in that right place, when we go back to this verse and it's talking about how we need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, we can put these in the right context. What is that context? That context is don't just seek after earthly things. How many times are we distracted because we're, we're wondering if we're going to have what we need or we're wondering if we have enough or we're distracted by trying to chase after or to achieve a level of living or a standard of living that's maybe not necessarily ours to attain. And what would happen if instead we were to shift our focus and go after exactly what Jesus said? Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. These will be added to you. What will be added to you? Well, everything that you need. Everything you need. Consider that it's also said to us in scripture that my God shall supply all your needs. How many? All. All your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Jesus said, seek these things first. They'll be added to you. And then the reminder comes from Paul that that. Christ will supply all our needs, or God will supply all of our needs through Christ, through everything that's been granted to us through Christ. Now, I get it. I get it. This is difficult. And uh, it's been quite the journey even for myself to come to this place of living from a place of true, adventurous faith. But I'm hoping today that there'll be something that sparks in you and that you'd be willing to take this, this idea and really begin to put it into practice. Now, I want to warn you. 
I want to warn you that we, <laughs> more than we even recognize, we, we live in a very, very immediate-oriented society. Our culture is super immediate. So if something doesn't work, it's, it's, we are so fast to let it go. If something doesn't seem to click, if we lose sight of a, of a habit or a new thing that we're trying to do and it doesn't quite go as planned, uh, we are people that if we're not careful, we are people in our current society that will just drop things almost as fast as we pick them up. But I want to encourage you today to remember that just like every relationship that you have that's worth anything in this world, that relationship has only strengthened, has only become more precious, has only become stronger because of time. And the bottom line is going to come down to this question. And I'm going to ask this question multiple times during this teaching. Are you truly prioritizing spending time with the Lord? I, truly. I hope that that in a, in a moment of honesty with yourself, that you'll come to a place of recognizing that it's possible that he's not necessarily getting time with you, and even more so, he's not necessarily getting first fruits from you. And so keep on meditating on that as, as we continue. You know, so we have this verse in Matthew, and I think it's very interesting language where Jesus is saying, listen, don't, don't worry about these things. Just go after the best things. Go after everything that God has placed as a priority in, in your life. And we see this reflected through Jesus as he told us that he was obedient to the Father. He only did. He only said that which the Father was doing or was saying. Seek first the kingdom and let that reflect fully in your life. And he said, then things will be added to you. I love this language of addition. I love it because what it, what it does for me is it really starts to tie together the grand narrative of the story that God is telling and speaking over our lives. He's been speaking since the beginning of creation, and he's speaking even now over you and over me today. What did he tell Adam and Eve in the garden? See, in Genesis 1, um, or Genesis 2, as, as, as Adam and Eve are created, he looks at them and he says, be fruitful and multiply. Multiply. Hmm. Jesus said he was going to add, right? Very interesting. We've got addition and we've got multiplication going on. Well, what's the story with that? You know, one of the things that tied this together really interestingly for me is the parable of the talents. The parable of the talents. The parable of talents goes like this. It says, the, the kingdom of heaven is like a man that's traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and traded them, traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought 
five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you a ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I know you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid. And I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I would have at least received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Some of the time we can go into what Jesus was saying when he talked about casting them into outer darkness and weeping and gnashing of teeth. Um, but let's not get caught up on that because um, it's, not as, it's not as drastic as it sounds when we really understand it. But what I want to focus on today is this principle that we see here. The Lord added to them. And then what did they do? They multiplied what they were given. You see, their Lord in this parable added to them. He gave them five talents, two talents, one talent. And the ones with five and the ones with two took those talents and they multiplied them. This is a kingdom principle. What God has added to you, multiply well, Dave, you might be saying, Dave, I, I don't I don't have much. Not much has been added to me. And and I'll just ask this question. Is it possible? Is it possible that more has been added to you or more is, is able to be added to you? And now listen, we're not talking necessarily just about financial provision. We're talking about all the things that will be added to you, everything you need. Everything that you need. For what? Not to live the life that you're that you're wanting to live, but to live the life that God has purposed for you to live. You see, purpose is so key to this. So when we spend time with the Lord, to go back to where we started this, when we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness to be rightly understood in right relationship with the Father as sons and daughters of the King, rightly understanding our purpose and our reign in this earth that we are called to go forth to be fruitful and multiply and know that's not about just having a bunch of kids having a bunch of kids is a good thing it's not necessarily a bad thing but when god said to them be fruitful and multiply there's no language there that actually says that's just about having a bunch of kids i grew up in a church tradition that taught that that was about having a bunch of kids well, that, I don't see that. Matter of fact, that's not even how it translates. What's really being talked about there is be fruitful with your life. 
Be fruitful with everything that you have and with what you have, take it and go and multiply it. Be a multiplying person. We should, as humanity, be multiplying people. You know, you can look all throughout society right now. There are people right now, just as a reminder, every person that's walking this earth right now was created in the image of God. They're meant to be image bearers. They might not be doing it intentionally or not, but they are bearing the image of God. It is a seed within them. There are people right now in this earth that I guarantee you, God is fulfilling his purpose through them, whether or not they're rightly aligned and rightly ordered in their purpose. But there are people right now that are fulfilling God's purposes. I'm seeing people that multiply in this earth who are doing tremendous good with their, um, with their position or, or, or with what they have. They're multiplying. And I know many of you who are doing such a tremendous job with this. That you're taking your lives and you're multiplying out everything that you have. I can speak of so many of you who are doing this tremendously well. And I say well done. And I can't wait to see you do more as we seek to give God our very best. But if there's those who are among us right now, and I'm confident that they are, that's why the word of the Lord came to me about a hope deferred. There are those among us right now that are just wishing that life was different. Uh, maybe you've taken some hits. Maybe you've, you've had some setbacks. Maybe life hasn't necessarily been easy for you the past few years. I know that's true for many. And I would just say, what would happen if we were to get back to a simplicity? A simplicity of, of stewarding the success that we're purpose for. What would happen if we just got back to a simplicity of, of approach to wake up in the morning and, and rightly order our day, rightly order our time? What would happen if instead of just waking up in the nick of time to get dressed and, and, and grab something to eat and get out the door and get to work, what if instead you said, no, I'm going to purpose my time in such a way that when I wake up, the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to spend time with the Lord. You know, I have certain days where I have to start early, but an active practice of mine now for quite some time has been to tell God simply when I wake up in the morning, good morning, Lord. Thank you for this day. I want you to know before this day even begins that you have my yes. Before I even know what you're going to ask of me today, you have my yes. It could be just as simple as that. I, I wish, and there's many days where I do spend more time with the Lord than just that. But at the very least, I'm giving God my attention and my affection as I start the day. I'm making sure to not only tell God that he has my yes, but I'm reminding myself that God has my yes. Going after the greater things of God, I'm, I'm aligning myself to seeking first the kingdom of God. I'm reminding myself of the righteousness that God has placed in me to remind myself of who I am in him. You know, this is one of the most powerful things that, uh, that Esther shared last week, right? Of, of who we are in him because how, how Christ died as us. That we literally were crucified with Christ. This is what Galatians tells us. For I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, 
but Christ that lives in me. In this life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Mm, what a powerful word, right? And so as we recognize what's going on here in the parable of the talents, we can see very clearly that one of the things that, that we need to understand is that when we seek first the kingdom of God, things will get added to us. Are you lacking something today? If you're lacking something, my encouragement would be simply seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will then be added to you. Don't concern yourself, as Jesus said in Matthew 6. Don't concern yourself about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear or where you're going to live. I know it's hard. I know it's hard to not, to not be consumed by those thoughts. I'm simply asking a what if. I'm asking a big what if. Of what, if what if we did this together? What would happen in this earth if, if a group of people were to decide the sole purpose, my, my sole aim in this world is going to be to seek the kingdom of God first and, and his righteousness. Because I know, I know not only that, it's, it's, going to live, it's going to lead me to the best life possible. But as I seek these first, as I'm rightly ordered, God is going to add everything to my life that I need. And then as God adds to your life, as God adds to my life, we become multiplying people. We become multiplying people. God, you've added this to me. You didn't add this to me. These things that you've added to my life, the, the, the clothes that I wear, the, the, the books that I have behind me, this, this home that I'm in, the, the food that I'm going to eat here in a little while. God didn't add those things to me for me. Yes, I get to enjoy them, but he gave me these things so that I, that I would multiply them, that the things that, that I have in my possession would become even further useful to the kingdom and to service to Yahweh. Let me leave you with this. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Let me leave you with this. Anything that you want that is within your purpose is also within your reach. Let me say that one more time. Anything that you want that is within your purpose is also within your your reach anything what i love so much about this idea of addition and multiplication is that through this process not only are we see we're not proving anything to god i want you to get rid of that thought you're not proving anything to god by being good stewards what are you doing you're, you're showing God that you understand who he says you, you are. You know, this world is full of messages to you about, about who you are and who you aren't. And, and you know, I'm, I'm just going to be like really honest with you. And I'm, and I'm not trying to be mean when I say this. I, I truly mean this with all of me. I'm really not that interested in who you say you are. What I'm interested in what I want to know about you is I want to know who God says you are. 
I want to know who God says you are because I want to call out that purpose in you. I want to call out that, 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 that divine destiny in you. I want to see you out there thriving in what God has purposed for your life. I want to see you thriving in the relationships in your life in which God has joined you together for purpose. I want to see you out there thriving because you have a simplicity in your understanding and you're seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And through that, God is adding things to your life. And as he adds them, you are seeking the the wisdom of heaven. And you're saying, okay, now how can I take this out there? How can I multiply this? How can I extend the kingdom of God through the, the, the things that I now have at my disposal? What are the tools that God has placed in your life? And if you're missing tools, are you seeking the kingdom? Are you seeking the kingdom? Because remember, everything, everything that you want that is within your purpose is also within your reach. But don't make it about that possessing. Make it about belonging. Don't worry about what you possess or what you don't possess. Get, get, get the belonging. Get the relationship right. And as you get that relationship right, just trust and practice this. Because listen, spending one day with the Lord is not building relationship. That's not seeking the kingdom first. It's not seeking the kingdom and his righteousness. That Doing it one time or doing it occasionally, no. And, and, and Apostle Nikki has shared this recently. This has not been that long ago. He shared like only by the word of the Lord. Only by the word of the Lord. That is what we're moved by. And if we don't know the word of the Lord, if we don't know both the written and the continued spoken word of the Lord, then it becomes very challenging for us to be able to move in his purposes and to receive the provision and blessings that come from a life that is rightly ordered and rightly aligned. And so today, let's remember this. Hope deferred makes a heart sick. But a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. And what is the desire that God has called for you and I to live out? Except for that we are to seek first the kingdom of God. That we are about bringing his kingdom to earth just like it is in heaven. That we are, we are taking back our governance in this earth, our authority in this earth. That we are being fruitful people, multiplying all that God has given to us. We're becoming productive people. See, a productive person actually experiences fulfillment in their life. That is a desire fulfilled. And the elusive, the elusive pursuit of success... You can chase after that every day of your life and you'll find that it can never be fulfilled. But a desire that's planted in your very spirit by the spirit of God, the purposes that God has established in your life before the foundations of the earth. When you fulfill those, when those desires get fulfilled, it's a tree of life. That'll feel like a success that you could never obtain by your own pursuits. So what would it take for you to be fulfilled today? And I would submit to you that it starts with seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Be rightly connected in relationship. 
be rightly aligned in who you are and your identity and have your purpose set. Have, know your purpose, know your destiny, know those things and then choose to simply give God your yes and to live it out because everything and anything that you need that is within your purpose is also within your reach. So seek first the kingdom, chase after the heart of the heart of the father and then reflect it in this earth in the unique and beautiful way in which God has purposed you and the people that you're connected with and jointed for purpose with the ways in which you are purposed to do that in this earth. And I can't wait to see how God adds things to you and how you become a person who multiplies. This is the simplicity. This is the stewardship of success. Let's chase after it today. Let's go after the greater things of God, which are actually just the simple things of God. I pray that you're encouraged today. I pray that you are blessed. And I pray even that you are also challenged a little bit today to go after renewed things. Don't let this be a season of slump. Don't let it be a summer slump. Let's not do that. Let's not lean back. The last time I was on, on Cyber Wednesday, I encouraged, I exhorted you with this word to not sit back. This is a time to lean in and I'm continuing with that message. When a message of the Lord is delivered, it's not for, for just that moment and then we forget about it. No, we have to be obedient to that word and to see it fulfilled. And so lean in, move forward. Here's what I would encourage you to do as I wrap up this time. Would you start this process of just starting to establish it in your own life by commenting in this under this video, wherever you're watching or wherever you're listening, would you just do yourself a favor and would you comment what you believe, whether it's been a long time since you thought about this or maybe you, you're thinking about it during the course of this video, but whenever it is at the last time that you thought about this, I want you to put in the comments, what is your purpose? I want you to, to share with everybody here in, in, our, in, in this house. I want you to share with everyone what is your purpose and how then we can then begin to ask questions. We can begin to pray for you. We can begin to explore how it is that we can partner with you to help your purpose to become a reality. No more hope deferred. No more hope deferred. Let's go after the multiplying nature of how God has wired you and created you in his image to do in this earth. Seek that kingdom first. Understand the righteousness of God in you. All these things will be added to you. Let's go multiply. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of our podcast. We hope you found it informative, thought-provoking, and inspiring. Our goal is to create content that helps you grow and succeed in your life. And we're thrilled that you're a part of our community. If you have been impacted by this message today and would like to sow into our ministry, please visit our website by going to www.wearecapital.com.